I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, Here's the 411, folks, as the kids say. Uh, Life kind of got in the way this week. We got busy, and unfortunately, we were unable to record this week's Remember the Game. Uh, I'll take the blame on that one. Uh, Apologies, just, you know, sometimes life does the thing where it gets in the way, and you're tripping, and and what have you. Uh, So we'll be back next week with Remember the Game 285, which will be our Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels Revisited episode. But in the meantime, I know some of you just can't get through the week without my squeaky... Very annoying, semi-pubescent, pre-pubescent, pubescent, my, my stupid voice. Uh, so what I decided to do is upload one of our expansion pass episodes. Now, I know I most, I, I give away kind of a, a Patreon episode every month to the listeners here on the Remember the Game feed, but not usually as modern as this one was. This one actually only came out November 2nd of last year. It was expansion pass 185, and it's my Super Mario Brothers Wonder review so if you've been on the fence about this one hopefully this will sway you by the way i think you should pick it up it's really really good so i hope you enjoyed this week's episode thank you so much for the support and uh we'll be back to our regularly scheduled remember the game mediocrity next week okay here we go I'm not going to play too much music because I don't... God knows Nintendo will fucking drop the hammer on me. Even though it's a review, I have no idea what I'm allowed to do with their music. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 185th edition of Remember the Game Expansion Pass. It is one of our Patreon-exclusive weekly podcasts here at Remember the Game Industries. My name is Adam Blank. And if you're hearing this, watching this, or checking this out live on a stream, you support us on ye old Patreon box. And if that is the case, from the bottom of my flowered heart, thank you for the support. I... I don't know, it sounded funnier in my head than it sounded coming out of my mouth. Whatever. This week is a very exciting episode of Expansion Pass. I'm sure, I can't imagine anyone listening to this doesn't know. I am a diehard, lifelong Mario fanboy. And if I'm not mistaken, this is my first ever modern Mario platformer review. Like, we, we reviewed most of his old games on Remember the Game. Uh, I didn't launch the show until after Odyssey came out. I mean, we've done stuff like some sports games and things, but I think this is my first new mainline Mario game that I'm reviewing in almost five years of Expansion Pass. That's crazy. I'm excited. We're talking Super Mario Brothers Wonder. This is going to be dope. It's not every day that you get a brand new Mario game and that it released on the exact same day as Spider-Man 2 is just fucking insanity to me. Uh, I have been playing both. and I know some people have been asking, when are we getting a Spider-Man 2 review? It's coming soon probably next week. I'm pretty close to ending the story. I'm not convinced I'm going to go for all the collectibles. I don't... I 
they're kind of tedious, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I'd rather kind of play another game, but I'll definitely I'll be reviewing Spider-Man 2, if not next week, the week after for sure. Depends on when I get it done. And what's wild is that coming into October 20th, uh, I'll be honest, I was more excited about Spider-Man 2, I think, but I ended up playing Mario Wonder more, both because it was easier to play while watching football and baseball because there was no cutscenes I had to listen to or anything, and also because it's just awesome. It is just a really fun, charming game. And I, I know people dunk on the new Super Mario Brothers series, which I don't totally agree with, by the way. I think those games are fun. Minus new Super Mario Brothers 2. That one sucked. But, uh, but Mario Wonder really did just kind of revive the 2D Mario genre. It is a lot like the new Super Mario Brothers games, but they I think they did enough. They they polished it up enough. They added enough enough spice, enough seasoning to make it different. Um frankly, I was a little worried that Nintendo was going to stop making 2D Mario games after Mario Maker 2 took off. Thank fuck that is not the case. Uh, so obviously, I'm going to get into Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I'm going to let you know what I thought about it. I'm going to let you know where I'd slot it against the other Mario games on my all-time rankings list. If you don't know, Expansion Pass number one, if you're interested, was my ranking all of the Mario games, the main platforming games. I'm not too worried about spoilers here. I am, I am going to tell you what the new power-ups are. There's not a ton of them. Uh, I am going to kind of get into what the boss fights are. I will not ruin the final boss fight. It's spoiler. It's Bowser, but I won't tell you what happens there. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what, uh, like what happens when you get the wonder flower at this stage or this stage. I am just going to get into some general ideas of what the wonder flowers do. Um, I think that's about it. I don't think there's really too much to ruin, and I'm going to try to be careful about it. And then, of course, I'm going to let a bunch of you geeks uh, sound off on the game as well, and we'll get to all that in just a minute because, as you know, part of your Patreon perk is a peek past the podcast here. So if you want to grab your mushrooms and ignore the talking plants and save your purple coins, which I'm going to rant about, uh, I'll tell you what's been going on around here over the last week or so. Uh, you're not going to have to hear about for, about it much longer, I promise. But my 24-hour stream is this weekend, Friday and Saturday. I, I'll be honest. Like I know most people are saying that the 8 hour to eight, the eight a.m. to 8 p.m. both days is cool. I am excited about getting a couple hours to you know get up and walk around and have some dinner and get some sleep. But I do kind of feel like I'm cheating doing two 12s instead of a 24-hour stream but i just dude my back is i can't i'm not sitting in this chair for 24 hours my sleep gets fucked up for days i love the kids but i don't love them that much so uh, it'll be friday and saturday 8 a.m to 8 p.m most of the schedule is locked down unlike previous years where i kind of just made it up as i went uh i am gonna have a definitive schedule this year i'm gonna finalize it today i'll have it posted so everybody can see it i have a couple of slots where i'm planning single player games and i don't know what i'm gonna play i think on at least one of them i'm gonna fire up sonic superstars now that i'm done mario and i'm getting close to done spider-man i'd like to see what sonic superstars was all about so i think i'm gonna sneak that in on the stream at some point um yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully you can come by and check out the stream. It's going to be fun. My modern game schedule is getting pretty cleaned out. Like once Spider-Man 2 is done, we have Mario RPG on November 17th. Uh, I know that's a short game. Sonic Superstars I want to play. I, as far as I'm aware, that's a pretty short game. Uh, and then I might try Persona 5 Tactica when it drops. I haven't decided yet. But other than that, I think I'm going to use the next couple of months to kind of catch up when it comes to modern games on a couple I missed. I think Callisto Protocol is probably next on my list. Now that it's on PS Plus, I really want to play it. I'd like to go back to Fire Emblem Engage at some point. I still want to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor as well. Those are probably the games near the top of my modern gaming list that I want to get to. Um... So you'll you know maybe expect reviews. I don't know if anybody still wants a review on something like Callisto Protocol or Fire Emblem Engage uh, or Star Wars Jedi Survivor, but I like reviewing the games that I play, so I'll probably end up doing reviews of them here on Expansion Pass. Uh, I will warn you all, there might not be a Remember the Game next week. It's up in the air. Uh, I'm going to see if I can make it work with the 24-hour stream. Usually I do the game recordings for Remember the Game on the weekend, and obviously it's kind of fucked up this weekend with the stream. So we wanted to do Burnout Revenge for next week, but the recording schedule just didn't line up. So the Burnout Revenge, 1 billion percent is happening on November 15th for Remember the Game. I don't know what you'll get for an episode on November 8th, but I'll figure that out in seven days. That's seven days me's problem, not right now's problem. And uh, I think that's... I think that's just about it. I think we're good. So, uh, oh, and congratulations to Psychonauts for toppling Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the October Patreon poll. People have been asking me what I was cheering for on that Xbox poll. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was hoping for either Psychonauts or Jed, uh, Jade Empire. 
So I was good with anything. If it gets on the pole, I'm good with playing it. But I was hoping for Psychonauts or uh, Jedi or Jedi Jade Empire. So I'm I'm glad that uh, Psychonauts won. That's gonna be fun. November's Patreon poll is gonna be fucking hot because we're doing Xbox 360 and PS3 games combined. That's gonna be fucking anarchy so uh, i will start that discord thread in the coming days you can get over there and make your suggestions if you want we'll run that poll at the end of the month and then obviously december's patreon poll like normal will be rpgs that's going to get spicy too good shit uh i think that's everything let's talk mario that's the main event that's why you're here right i've killed enough time i'll queue up some music and when it stops i will hit you with my semi spoiler free super mario brothers wonder review let's go I know the music's not lasting as long as normal, but again, Nintendo, they are not to be trifled with, and I don't want to fuck around, so we're going to get out of here before they shut me down and the Yakuza kick in my door, and I don't know. I don't know what they do to people, but I'm sure it's nothing good. Uh, again, far as spoilers go, if you're really worried, I'm not going to ruin too much. I'm going to tell you about the story of the first 90 seconds. I'm going to tell you about the power-ups that are in the game, because I kind of have to, because it's a Mario review. Uh, I might reveal what it takes to 100% the game, but... I'm going all in here, so be warned. If you want to go completely clean slate into this game, maybe skip this one. But there's really nothing too major for me to ruin or anything. So, all right? All right. Sid Fish wrote in and said, I honestly wasn't expecting any major 2D Mario games after Mario Maker 2 because I thought anything that could be done was done within Maker. Boy, was I wrong. Agreed. And agreed, agreed. And here's the thing. Number one, uh, I've made this clear. I'm not the world's biggest Mario Maker fan. I was super pumped when that idea came out, but I think most people suck at making Mario levels, me included. So I was a little bit nervous that this was the death of my beloved 2D Mario games because you're right. In theory, Mario Maker provides us with endless games and that Mario Maker could do anything we needed it to do. But I really think Nintendo... Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it was Miyamoto or whom it was that came up with the whole concept of Mario Wonder, basically just being a Mario acid trip, uh, but they're they're genius. Whoever it is is a fucking genius. It was so smart because it really did take, it basically took new Super Mario Brothers, which again, I don't think is as bad as some people make them out to be, and just pumped it full of steroids. And to me, like the, the real secret sauce of Super Mario Brothers Wonder isn't that it's just another classic 2D Mario platformer, because I'll be honest, like the platforming in this game is good, but as far as just basic straight up 2d mario platforming it's been done better i i it, it's been done better uh this one relies on a gimmick and that gimmick is the wonder flowers which we'll get more into fortunately that gimmick works really really well and every fucking level i'm excited to play it because i want to see what is that flower going to do here is it you've all seen some of the clips it just makes the whole world go insane in every level and every level it seems to do something different and it was really creative it let them just go balls to the wall with their with their creative energy and their vision and just do whatever the fuck they wanted with it and uh i think that's what makes this game special uh not only is it creative as fuck but it it, it looks gorgeous you know like listen is it is it fucking is it spider-man 2 is it whatever video game you think is the best looking game out there right now of course not it's on the nintendo switch which is uh as we all know a fisher price toy according to one uh former remember the game ian uh who uh left to battle gonorrhea unfortunately if you know you know but uh the switch is underpowered right especially in 2023 the switch is is it's it was lagging behind the ps4 and xbox one it is it's gonna get lapped by the ps5 and xbox series x soon but this game looks stunning i was playing it on streams and people were coming by and like for a classic 2d mario game where there really isn't a lot to do with the graphics people were like this looks really really good i would argue that this might be at least as well it's not it i don't know if i'd put it up there against like mario odyssey but as far as 2d mario goes this is as as good looking as mario's ever been and i would love to see the classic mario games remade in this fucking engine i think that would be so so sick so it, it looks awesome it's creative as fuck there's this sense of 
I mean, wonder is such a great name for this game because there really is this this sense of wonder as you're playing through it because every level is different. And it's not just different because there's different enemies or different backgrounds or different obstacles, but this flower just goes off the fucking charts and it's it just makes it so much fun. And it just, it felt like being a little kid playing a game again and not knowing what's going to pop up. I also think... It was very well designed in the sense that I think it's accessible by people of all Mario skill levels. Um, I would, I would, I would hear an argument to that maybe it's a, it's a, it's a smidge too easy if you're a diehard Mario player. Like I 100% of this game in under 20 hours, uh, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that. But there was really only two or three levels that gave me any serious problems, and one was like obviously there's. Again, not to ruin anything about it. You can watch it on my Twitch channel if you want because I played it there. But it does have that one final level, just like all Mario games seem to these days. It's really tough. But it's um, it's definitely not the hardest Mario. But I like the way that they really toned down the difficulty. They they added players. They added characters. We'll get into all this. But they added characters that are there for you know the, the person that's never played Mario before. There's all these equipable badges that give you all these different abilities that can make levels easier if you want them to and stuff like that. Uh, and I think... It was just at the end of the day, this game is Nintendo doing what they do best. They're they're being creative, they're being artistic. It's a fun Saturday morning cartoon of a game that runs perfectly, that anybody can play and enjoy, that you don't need to memorize. Like that's the thing. It's weird going from Super Mario Bros. Wonder, where there's like five buttons to learn, to Spider-Man, where there's like four dodge and counter buttons. Not to mention all the attacks and everything. It's it's like they kept it simple, dumbass, right? Kissed. And, uh, and I think it was I just, I think this is Nintendo at their best. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer, you're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes, you drop your phone on the delete key, your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is, hey, lightning strikes the transmitter, doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating. Which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of Crash Plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals. All for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. Crash Plan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crash Plan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. People have been saying this is the best 2D Mario game since Super Mario World. I definitely agree with that. Uh, 100% it is. Where does this game rank all time for me? I'll I'll tell you at the end. Be patient. I need a little foreplay. I'll, we'll tell you at the end where this ranks on my all-time Mario levels. Or games, excuse me. Uh, so let's go. Let's start it off with the story. Again, I'm sorry that I'm spoiling it, but you find all this out in the first 90 seconds of the game. Uh, Mario and the whole squad, Mario, Luigi, Peach, uh, Daisy... The Toads. Where the fuck is Red Spot Toad? Drives me goddamned ass. Why is it Blue and Yellow Toad? I fucking hate Blue and Yellow Toad. Where in the fuck is my Red Spotted Toad? God, just burns me. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Blue and Yellow Toads, and then Toadette, along with Yoshi and Nabbit, that little freak. Uh, they go to the Flower Kingdom. I will say, I, I, I really enjoyed that. And I'm shocked. That it took so long for them to introduce a flower kingdom after we spent so much time in the mushroom kingdom. I really, like, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, that is so, what a clever, where the fuck has that been? Why have we not had a flower kingdom before? So you go to the flower kingdom, 
and Bowser shows up being the jack off that he is and he steals the the kingdom's wonder flower which is the flower that makes everything go crazy and he uses it to merge with the main castle there and he floats away and lives in the castle and surrounds himself with ghosts and you set off with Prince Florian who's a caterpillar it looks like a little green wiggler from the flower kingdom to collect six royal seeds that you can use to break through Bowser's spell and get into I mean, I would say to get into the castle, but it is Bowser. So you basically need these six. You need you need to you need to collect your seeds to get in Bowser. Ugh. I know, but that that is what it is. Uh, and it's and save the day. It's fine. It's at least it's not just Princess Peach is kidnapped again, which I'm actually in favor of. I like that it's just something like at the end of the day, it's just a reason to go through platforming levels and then eventually go fight Bowser. But I like that it's not just to save Princess Peach. Again, uh, like I said, speaking of Peach, you can pick from that entire cast of characters. Every level. You don't have to pick one at the beginning of the game or anything like that. Every level, you can just pick a new character and play as whoever you want. Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Blue Toad, Yellow Toad, Toadette, Yoshi, or Nabbit. Uh, which is cool. I'm a, I like it when you can play as multiple characters. But, A, where the fuck is Red Spot Toad? And B, it's a little bit wah, wah, that all the characters play the same. A little bit. There are no... Peach doesn't ever float or anything like that. Scott Jackson wrote in and said, Yo, Adam, this game was so refreshing and I had such a great time playing through it. My only criticism, if you can call it that, is that I wish you could turn off easy mode for Yoshi and Nabbit. It'd be fun to play as both of them a little more. Uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. Is I don't disagree with you, Scott. Uh, at least for Yoshi. Nabbit, nobody likes Nabbit. Nobody likes Nabbit. But Yoshi, people love yeah, yeah, little that little shit. Uh, everybody plays the same. And so Yoshi and Nabbit don't take... They're the two differences. They play the same. They control the same. They don't have any different abilities or anything. But they don't take damage. Uh, when you're running through the game... It's, it's, but when you pick up a power-up, they don't transform into like the elephant and stuff. So they they just they don't take damage. They do fall. If you fall through a hole, you still die. But they, hits from enemies don't, don't kill them. Which I, I like in the sense of making it accessible to kids or to, to lesser players. Or, you know, lesser, lesser skilled. We're all equals, but lesser skilled players, whatever. Uh, I I personally would have preferred it if you could just turn that option on for any character. Because I did see people online be like, fuck, I want to play Yoshi. And I don't want to play it on, on baby mode. Or other people are like, I want to play baby mode, but I want to play as, as Peach or Mario. So minor criticism. I, I think it's a great idea by Nintendo to put that in there. But it would have been nice if you could toggle the not taking damage just on or off. For whichever character you want, just so you could play as whoever you wanted to and play the game however you wanted. Minor thing, but I wish they'd included that. Uh, like I said, I, I I also wish they'd included abilities to make everyone play different. I think it would have added a lot more replay. Uh, the Young King Ken wrote in and said, The challenge is great and the art direction Nintendo went for in this game is refreshing. I do wish, however, that they had included the time limit in the game or the characters to have their usual abilities like Peach's floating or Luigi's higher jumps. Otherwise, this game is going to be a classic for generations to come. Uh, I will say I disagree on the timer. I'm glad there's not a timer. Especially because some levels do require some exploration to find hidden exits and stuff. I, I, I fucking hate timers. So I'm glad the timer was gone. But it would have been nice if uh, the characters had all had their abilities. Like Luigi's Jump. Like Princess's Float. Uh, they all play exactly the same. Other than Yoshi and Nabbit not taking damage. Now the one, the one thing in this game that you can kind of use to counter that, I guess, if you were. Uh, is you, you pick up badges throughout the game. And you can equip one badge per level and the badges and when you die or whatever you can switch badges if you're like that was no good i need to try a different one and the badges give you powers and like one of the badges lets you float as you're landing like you take off your hat and use it like a parachute one of them gives you the luigi jumps one of them the one i use the most uh instead of just when you hit a wall instead of wall jumping and going back the other direction at 45 degrees you'll jump straight up in the air then you can jump back 45 degrees there's there's one where you start every level with a mushroom power up so you're always big to start the level. There's one that turns you invisible if you want to make the game harder. It's fucking hard. Uh, there's a lot of badges throughout the game. And you can mix and match them however you want. And while I do wish that each character had their own abilities and played a little bit different. I, I will meet Nintendo in the middle and say that I think the badge system was a reasonable compromise. Because you can again play basically as, as whoever you want with whichever badge you want once you find them and switch them between lives so you go into a level and if you find out like fuck this is really tough I could really use a higher jump then when you die 
go back and equip the badge to give you a higher jump. Like that kind of stuff. So it's yin and yang. I'll beat them in the, I, I, it's fine. I'm not going to knock points off of it or anything like that. Uh, it's, there's no obligation to beat the game with every character. Like when you played Mario 3D World, um, I think to 100% that game, you needed to beat the game with every character. Like 100%, you don't have to do that in this. It doesn't even keep track of which character you beat the game with, the, the levels with. Maybe it does if you beat a level with Yoshi or Nabbit. I never tried them. Maybe it does mark that you use the, the lack of better terms, the baby characters. But by and large, it doesn't care. Like, you'd be like I played most of the game as Mario. I did switch to Luigi, Peach, Daisy, and Toad at random times just to change it up for fun. And uh, it doesn't keep track of which character you beat a level with or anything. So nothing like that. It's fine. Uh, hang on. I need a drink of water here. My throat is, throat is parched. All the candy I ate last night because no, we had no fucking trick or treaters again. Kids hate me. Um, like I said, the the difficulty in the game varies quite a bit. By and large, I, I definitely think it's on the easier side of the Mario uh, spectrum, the scale as it were. But the even like just throughout the game, the difficulty of levels varies uh, quite a bit. Every level you go up to on the overworld, it shows you how difficult it is. I don't remember if it's a scale of one to five or one to six. I don't remember, but either way, it'll it'll either say like a one star level, which are like the early levels in the game, or like these are easy, like you're you'll beat these. But then it gets up to like the five or the six, and like and there's only a few of them at the highest level, and some of those really high difficulty uh, ranked levels, they live up to the name. They got some bite to them. Some of them are pretty tough. Um, but again, I think that being able to pick Yoshi or Nabbit to negate damage or to be able to equip whatever badge you want. You can really offset some of the, the 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 difficulty in some of these levels with the right badge and stuff like that. Uh, if you're not going for a 100% run, uh, I think this game is pretty beatable. Like, I think just about... I genuinely feel like like most people could beat this game if they weren't going for the 100% run. Like, the live, they're so generous with the lives. There's really only... Because it's one of those... It's like most Mario games now where when you go into, like, a new world, like when you go into World 1, say, there's... Uh, I'll get more into what you have to do to 100% the levels in a second, but each level you get uh, seeds out of them. And you need to get like, I don't know, say you need like a dozen seeds to unlock the, the, the castle at the end of World 1. There's actually like 20 seeds throughout World 1. You only need a dozen. So if you're really just playing through it to beat the game and not going for 100%, you really don't even have to play the more difficult levels by and large if you don't want to because you can get enough seeds in the easier levels. And then add in Yoshi and Nabbit, add in the badges. It's, it's pretty easy. And I did 100% it. The only thing I haven't done is uh, there's these, these cardboard cutouts. They're like collectibles throughout the game. And they're that gotcha mechanic, which I fucking hate. And I don't have all of them yet. And I'm out of the coins I need to buy more of them. So the only way I'm going to be able to get 100% of those is to go back and play through the game again to get enough coins to buy, which I'll explain all this later, uh, which I might do. But other than that, I've 100% of the whole game. Took me under 20 hours. It's not that bad. So to 100% a level, whenever you go into a level, most levels, there's exceptions. But to 100% a standard level, which is most of the levels in the game, you need to collect three big flower coins. They're, which are sometimes hidden, sometimes they're wider in the open, right out in the open. But it's classic Mario. There's three big coins you need to collect. You also need to get all the wonder seeds in the level, which are the, the seeds are what you use to unlock future levels. Like you use the stars in Super Mario 64. As you pick up these seeds, you get enough to unlock castles to move on with the game. So at 100% a level, you need to find the three big coins. You need to find all the seeds, and you need to hit the top of the flag pull at the end of the level. You need to get the flag. Nothing else will do. You need to get the flag and slide it down. Most levels only have two wonder seeds to collect. One of them is just for beating the level. If you get to the end and touch the flag pull at any height, you'll get a wonder seed. And the other one is usually at the end of the wonder flower section of the level, which I'll explain in just a minute. There's a few levels in the game that have three seeds in them because they have a second exit. They have a, a secret hidden exit somewhere in the game. Uh, so in those ones, you need to collect the three big coins. You need to get the secret exit because then you get a seed from the guy at the end of that level. And you have to get the regular exit because you'll get a seed from the guy waiting at that exit of the level. 
And then you need to get the flag as well. So whenever you've 100%ed a level, it'll put a green check mark on the level whenever you look at it on the map. So you'll know, all right, I've done everything there is here. Because sometimes you'll go into a level, you'll get all three of the big purple coins, you'll get both the seeds, and you'll get the flag. And then you'll look at it and you still don't have your green check mark. That's its way of telling you there's a secret exit in there. There's a third seed that you still have to go find. So uh, it's pretty easy. I like that when you bring up the map, you don't just look at it. It's not like the Super Mario World map where you can just like float around and look at it. Uh, when you bring up the, the map in this game, you can click an independent world, like world one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. And then once you zoom in on that world, there's a white dot for every level in the in the in that world. And any level that you've gotten to on the map, you can pick and go play whenever you want. Fast travel there. It's very nice, very simple, easy to go. I don't think the map is anything to write home about, but it's fine. Uh, the three big coins that you have to collect in every level are purple coins, which you pick up throughout the game. You pick up these little, you can actually pick up like 0.1 purple coins too. They're these like little flower pieces. And every 10 of those you get, you get another coin. So like when you see the, the top of the screen, they still have the gold coins where when you collect hundred, you get an extra life, but there's also these purple flower coins and it maxes out at 999, but you might have like 847.4 cause you got four of those fractions. Um, those three purple coins you have to find in each level are just more of those. And then you use those to buy supplies in the overworld at stores. There's, there's stores that sell additional badges that you can equip. There's stores that sell extra lives. There's stores that can sell, uh, the standees, which again, I fucking, I fucking, I fucking hate these fucking standees. So if you, if you haven't played it yet, these, these standees are the collectibles in the game. There's cardboard cutouts. There's like 10 for every playable character or something. And in most stores in the game, it costs you 10 flower coins to buy one random standee, like going to a vending, like a gotcha game where you turn the handle, it gives you the random bubble and you might get a duplicate of what you already have, or you might get one you're missing. There's 144 in total. Countless people have told me there is a shop near the end of the game that will sell you specifically a standee that you don't already have here's my gripe though they charge 30 coins per standee and you can only carry 999 coins i spent half the game with my coins maxed out at 999 because i had nothing to buy then i finished the game and found out the only thing i had left to do to get a 100 file is go get all the standees so then i go to this guy because i've got about 100 of them i still need 44 and i i can pay 10 coins and take my chances and probably pull a double or i can pay 30 coins and go get one that i automatically need but when you go and pay the 30 coins you've only got enough to buy 30 standees and then you're out of coins and there's no level to get a whole bunch of coins so now i need to go back out there and just replay the fucking levels to get enough purple coins to go buy more fucking standees to get the whole collection and if i had just known i needed them throughout the game i would have been buying them throughout the game this is my gripe this is my biggest gripe with mario wonder if you want me to get all the standees to 100 the game let me carry more than 999 coins the amount of time throughout this game where i had 999 and i was still just playing and picking up more purple coins and it's like let me carry like fuck let me carry 3,000. I probably would have had 3,000 coins at the end of the game. And then I would have just bought all my standees and be done. But now instead, I have to go through and just play levels where most levels, if you're lucky, you get five or six purple coins. And it costs me 10 to get a random one or 30 to get one that I need. And I still need 40 some of them, which is 1,200 coins if I do it the 30 coin way. So just, it's my, I, I'm sure it's there to just add replayability or it's there to introduce kids to their first loot box. I don't fucking know. It's really not the end of the world because it doesn't impact the game at all. It's just, as somebody that wants to 100% it, I'm like, I'm probably just going to play through the fucking game again, honestly. I might just do a second run through the game and then just collect all the purple coins as I'm going. And every time I have three or 400, I'll go up to the special world and buy a bunch more that I need till I finish the collection. So... Anyway, that's what the point is with these purple coins you pick up in the levels. Use them to buy badges, use them to buy lives, use them to buy seeds. And then if you want 100% the game, it's a piece of advice from me. Every time you've got a max 999, which you will have a lot in this game, go buy a bunch of standees. Because otherwise, at the end of the game, you're going to have to go back and grind again just to pick up more purple coins to buy more standees. All right? Just fucking buy them as you go, and then hopefully you'll have most of them by the end of the game. Uh, let's talk about the wonder flower. That is the secret sauce of this game. There's one in every level, at least every regular, I think in every level, I know definitely in every regular level, there's a couple of special levels we'll get into. And I think some of them, maybe they don't have the wonder flowers, but most levels in the game do. And sometimes the flowers right out in the open, you can't miss it. And sometimes it's completely hidden and you really need to go searching for it to get it. But once you get it, 
that's when, as you've probably seen in the game trailers and stuff, Mario basically goes on like an acid trip. And the whole level just goes crazy. And it is just, it is absolutely the highlight of this game, never knowing what's going to happen. It's absolutely, it's the coolest fucking shit. I'm not going to spoil any specifics on what levels it happens, but there are levels where... Uh, it turns into an auto-scroll level once you pick up the flower, and all the enemies just start singing, like in unison, and it's fucking hilarious. There are levels that that turn the whole world upside down. There are levels that make it into top-down games, where all of a sudden Mario gets lifted up and he's walking on the background, but the game is still a 2D side-scroller, and you're looking at Mario from the top down, trying to dodge enemies and walking around. There's games that ma- There's levels that make pipes crawl along the ground like snakes and you have to ride them there's so many that's just like a hint of all the crazy shit that can happen when you pick up these wonder flowers uh it is just like the coolest it is absolutely the coolest part of the game and like i said when you beat the wonder flowers section of a level usually you get rewarded with a with a seed which is one of the seeds that you're looking for so i just i cannot stress enough when you're playing this game go out of your way to look for the wonder flowers in every level and do your absolute best to not look up what they do i tried to keep it as vague as i could there because i really don't want to like absolutely the highlight of the game is going into a level not knowing what the fuck is going to happen when you pick up that flower so just enjoy the ride i genuinely don't know if i can think of a level where i was disappointed in what the wonder flower did there's a few that repeat a little bit but i don't think i ever ran into an area where i was like upset by what the wonder flower did it was always fucking awesome so look it up it's just it's the coolest fuck me so what a great fucking system man oh my god it's a way for them to introduce like like all these crazy new ideas and make them make sense it's just it's brilliant. I love it. Wonder seeds are, or wonder flowers are the fucking best. Uh, Brandon DeZeba wrote in instead of the new power ups introduced, which is your favorite. Yeah, I I know some people don't want this spoiled for them, but like you get them all fairly early, and it's really hard to review a Mario game and not talk about the new power ups because that's always one of the highlights of a Mario game. Uh, in addition to your standard mushroom, fire flower, and star in this game, uh, you've got the elephant. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's a mushroom. It looks like a balloon. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I think everybody has seen the elephant. They've been using that to market it since day one. Uh, When you pick up the elephant balloon thing, you turn into an elephant version of yourself. And I will say, it's worth playing it as all the other characters at least once just to see what they all look like as elephants because it's pretty entertaining. Uh, you get really big, like they're, they're big fucking characters when they're the elephants, but you have a couple of new abilities. You can swing your trunk to either attack enemies in front of you or to break through bricks and stuff like that. And there's a lot of water in the game. Sometimes you'll find like a water fountain or a pipe spitting up water, or you'll find just little pots, clay pots with water in them. And, uh, when you, whenever you touch them as the elephant, your trunk gets full of water and then you can squirt water three or four times before you have to go and refill it. And you can use that to water plants that will then do things behind you. You can use it to put out enemies when they're fire enemies. You can do use it for all kinds of fun. It's really interactive, fun little game. So that's, that's basically all the elephant does. Other than that, I got to say, sure the elephant's funny looking elephant's not my favorite power up i i found him to be he's really big and it just made it easier for enemies to hit me and uh, once the novelty of seeing your favorite mario character as an elephant wears off you're just kind of like a big stupid elephant so an overrated animal the elephant i'm sorry overrated animal but that's the elephant the other abilities in this game uh that are new are, are at least I mean, I, I think there's a drill in like Mario Galaxy or something, but you can get a drill mushroom in this one, which gives Mario a drill on top of his head. When enemies hit you on top of the head, they get hurt. You can jump up to them from underground and hurt them. And you can either drill into the ground or if you can reach the ceiling of a level, you can jump up and drill into the ceiling. And then you're just like the Bugs Bunny mound of dirt in the ground. And until you hit a ledge that you can't go over, you just basically burrow along and enemies can't hurt you. And sometimes you use it to get into secret areas and stuff like that. It's 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 pretty cool. I, I like the drill mushroom. Uh, and then there's a bubble flower. It, it looks like a fire flower, but different color scheme. When you pick it up, like you, you look like you have a fire flower, but you're a different color scheme. And instead of spitting fireballs, you spit bubbles. And the bubbles can either capture an enemy inside of them, and then they pop and kill the enemy. Or you can just blow them out in front of you and then actually bounce off of them one time. So to answer your question, Brandon, I think the bubble flower is probably my favorite. Uh, of the of the elephant, the the drill and the bubble. Uh, I will say, by and large, I actually preferred the fire flower. Like, not my favorite batch of new power ups, 
give me the cat suit from 3D World or the bee mushroom or the ice flower from the Galaxy games over these. But it would there it was it was it's they're they're good. They're fine. It they're they're fine. Not the worst batch. Bubble is the best one though. Uh I mentioned it earlier. I just had it here in my notes. There's no timer in most levels, which actually I don't think there's a timer in any levels. Other than the auto-scrolling levels, of course. But no timer is fucking awesome because it lets you just explore as much as you want. And I'll tell you, some of the secret exits, there's a secret exit in one of the first levels of the game that's, frankly, for my money, one of the hardest secret exits in the game to find. But I like that there's no timer, so you can take your time and look around and find it. That's that's a big plus. Uh, like I said, various kinds of levels. Most are the standard left-to-right scrolling or up-down whatever platformers that we've all played a billion times. Some of them are badge challenge levels which I, I really like. They're usually short ones. And these ones don't count against your lives. When you die, you don't lose a life. You just start over. And in these ones, uh, you either gain access to a new badge or it makes you equip a badge that you already have. And then it's a challenge just based around whatever skill that that badge is giving you. Uh, I really I really liked those levels. Some of them were tough. Some of them were easy. They were pretty good. Uh, there's some enemy gauntlet levels where you'll come into an area where you... Because you can store an item in this game like you can in most Mario games. So you'll come into an area where it's basically giving you unlimited elephant fire bubble and drill power-ups and you can take one as your your stored item and take one as your active item and then you have to go through three or four levels of enemies and just kill them as fast as you can and get to the end and the the three purple coins are there and they're assigned to like a basically a bronze silver and gold time so maybe you've got 90 if you beat it in 90 seconds you get one coin if you beat it in 80 seconds you get two coins and if you beat it in 70 seconds you get three coins I like those levels. They were pretty good. Really, the only levels in the game that kind of irritated me a little bit is there were there was a four or five of them where you just have to look for these hidden badges. They're just tiny levels. They're not big. There's usually no enemies. There's not a lot of enemies. And uh, you need to find five like uh, flower badge coin things that are hidden. And you you and uh, you need to figure or they're not hidden, but like. You need to figure out how to get to them. Or they might be... Some levels, they are just invisible. Some levels, you can see them, but others shouldn't the levels invisible. And it's basically just solving the puzzle of figuring out how to get them. I think those levels range from, like, okay to kind of crappy. Those are my least favorite. But by and large, I like that it changed it up. They, you weren't just playing the same levels over and over again. And then, like I said, add in what the Wonder Flower does to levels, and it's just a lot of variety. Like, you know... One of my favorite things about this game would be beating a level and then going back to the overworld and progressing to the next level and having no idea what the fuck it was going to be. Is it going to be a platformer? Am I going to be looking for these badges? Is it going to be an enemy gauntlet? Is it going to be a badge challenge? What's happening here? And I, I really liked the variety of levels. That was good shit. Uh, there are airships. Not a ton of them, but I do think that the airships are some of the coolest levels in the game. You go up on the classic Bowser airships and it's auto-scrolling and you fight your way through. It made me... Those were the levels... The airship levels were the ones uh, that made me think I'd love to see some classic Mario games like Mario 3 or Mario World redone in these graphics. I think that'd be fucking sick because the, the 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 ships in this game are fucking dope. They're really, really cool. Yeah. Mwah. Uh, as always, I'm going to try to be vague about this and not ruin it, but there is a special world full of funky levels. Uh, that you gain basically there's six entrances to it from the six main worlds in the game and then you get to play some harder levels up there in the sky if you can complete all those then there's a couple even harder levels hidden behind that those are like the the hardest levels in the game uh like i said the the final level in the game goes on for quite a long time and it took me about an hour and probably about 50 lives to beat you can uh right now you can see the replay of that of me beating that level on twitch it took me about an hour if you're interested, but I will say, I wish there was a few more of those types of levels. Not that the game is too easy, but I love those really difficult challenge levels at the end. And like, if you're scared off by that, I will say, um, I don't remember what it was called. The, the bonus level in 3d world, I think it was champions road. That one was harder than the final level in this. And some of the darker side of the moons levels in odyssey are harder than the final level in this game is. Not that it's not that it's easy, but it's not it, it's not as hard as some of like the really hard hidden levels in other games. Um, like I said, I, I hundred percented it aside from getting aside from getting all the standees, and it says I don't know exactly how long I took, but my switch says I've played for fifteen hours or more. So it took me some time between fifteen and twenty hours to hundred percent it, minus 
having to get all the standees, which I'm just going to go back and replay through the game to get enough purple coins to buy all of them. If you're going for 100% run and you're playing it right now, I highly recommend every time you've got extra purple coins, go buy some standees. Like, start collecting them now because once you hit that 999 cap, you're just wasting the purple coins you're picking up because you can't use them. And that is frustrating to me because I literally need those to finish off the last challenge of the game now. So, But at the same time, like if my biggest problem with the game is that I have to play it again, it's a pretty dope game. That's not the end of the world. Uh, the bosses... I won't spoil the final... I mean, I don't think it's spoiling to say the final fight is against Bowser. I think everybody expects that. I will, I will not even hint at what happens in that final fight, but we just did that best boss fights episode... And I don't know if this fight against Bowser would have made my list for that best boss fights episode of Expansion Pass, but it would have been a contender. Definitely one of the better boss Bowser fights in all of Mario. But other than that, when you're going through the the six like minor worlds or whatever you want to call them, the six other worlds, uh, it's just Bowser Jr. You fight him in a variety of ways, and some of the fights are a little bit creative, but I was... Not its strongest suit. Where the fuck are the Koopa kids? I want the Koopalings back so bad. Bowser Jr. is a hemorrhoid on Nintendo's ass. And we need to prep H that shit. I fucking hate that kid. But you fight him a few times and he's okay. Um, Bowser fight is awesome. Yes. And I will say too, there's a couple of worlds that don't have a final boss fight. Which I was a little bit shocked by. Didn't really ruin anything for me. Because I was like, how many times do I need to fight Bowser Jr.? But there are a couple where there aren't boss fights to wrap up the world. Lotus wrote in and said, uh, it was great. I love playing through it. The end boss was actually really fun to beat, and I'm sure I will play through it more times in the future. Yeah, I agree. The, 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 the final boss fight against Bowser is dope. I did beat him first try. I didn't find it particularly hard, but it's a really, really stylish, really stylish, creative. It fits the tone of this game. When you get there and fight him, you'll find out. It definitely is a Mario Wonder final boss fight. It didn't let me down. Uh, I did not try the multiplayer. I want to play it with Shaylee. We just haven't had a chance to sit down. Uh, my assumption is that it's basically new Super Mario Bros. Where the screen is kind of going to like watch all of you, but it kind of can't. And you can get pulled off the screen and stuff like that. Um, I have seen some people say it's fun to play uh, with their kids and stuff like that. But I, I got to say I did not try it. The other thing you can do is play online. And you can't play online with your friends and play a standard multiplayer game. You can turn on the online and then other players' characters show up and you can see their runs and they might help you find hidden items and stuff. Some liked it. I did not. Dr. Flapjacks wrote in and said, first time I realized the other players showing up were live players and not just ghosts of past runs, my mind was blown to pieces. I've been helping some and I've been helped by many. The other players are awesome. I will say I did turn it on for one level, found it incredibly distracting and turned it off. But as everybody knows... I hate people. <laughs> I like to play my games alone. So you can experiment with the online if you want to. But I would say if you're like sitting there wondering, hey, should I just buy this game to play online? I would say absolutely not. You can't just play it with your friends, four players, like split screen or anything. Uh, it's got the local multiplayer. Otherwise, you're just getting online ghosts and stuff. And it's that is what it is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody, your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me when you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. 
Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Uh, graphics were, I'm just wrapping up here with a few other notes that I have written down. Graphics are great. I think it's some of the best in the series. It looks really fucking good. Uh, one of the great things this game does, and it's not the first game to do it, of course, but one thing it does really, really well is you can go from the, the main plat, like where you're playing into the background and then you see them way off in the distance, or you can come right up to the foreground sometimes and you're right up against the screen. I thought that was very, very cool and well done. Uh, the, the enemies look great. The game was silky smooth. I would really, I've never really felt a hankering to see Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers 3 remade in the new Super Mario Brothers graphics engine. I would love to see them remade in this engine. I would love to see that. It's a really good looking game. Uh, not everybody liked it. Lord Finish wrote in and said, I could never, ever play this game. I've watched some streams, and what the fuck is up with those constant annoying sound effects? How do you put up with that? It's like a modern-day version of a participation trophy. Good job. You managed to move Mario an inch. Here's your reward. Some ear-shattering bells and whistles and some fucking confetti and fireworks. Uh, fair enough. I, I mean, I disagree. I, I, first of all, you don't get the fireworks and shit in every level. Um, I mean, maybe you do it and you beat the level, but I think there's a level very early on in the game. If you've played the game at all, you probably know which level I'm talking about. There's a level very early on in the game that turns into like a three minute song and dance. And it's charming the first time you watch it. It gets annoying by the eighth time. Uh, I did see some people complain about the voice acting because it's not Charles Martinet. It's this new guy. I, I honestly, I didn't really notice. I did find the jump sound effect off just a little bit. It sounded just a little higher and weird. But that was okay. My my thing with the sound in this game was I didn't think the music was that great. But it wasn't that it was bad. But like so many Mario games have such iconic, memorable, burned into your brain, you'll never forget it music. And I, I didn't find that with this game. I thought the music was like, it did the job. It was okay. But if there's no songs in this style. Like you're going to be humming forever. At least I'm not anyway. So I, I thought that was a little bit meh. Uh, I will say though, there's these flowers in the background of the game. And you run by them throughout the game. They don't do anything. They just talk. And some of them are actually really funny. Some of them are just like, go get them. Good luck. Nice try. You can do it. But then some of them are just like, don't leave me here. What's going on? What is this? Or like, it's so hot in here when you're in like a fire level. Some of those plants can actually be pretty entertaining. They pop up in the background. I guess when the game first came out, people were hacking it and making the plants say horrible things. Nintendo's cracked out on that. But those talking plants are actually pretty funny. So I... I Fair enough. I, I didn't find it to be... I mean, it's a Mario game. I, I there's gonna be It's going to be full of obnoxious sound effects. I don't know. I've played Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Once you've played that and listened to Mario scream and cry, I feel like you're bulletproof when it comes to annoying sound, annoying sound effects. Um, I guess as I get ready to wrap it up and we start heading into some final comments and I slap a score, let me just say, uh, very polished. You know, And I'm not trying to suck the Nintendo dick. I just lit them up on Game Patch. For the way that they won't let people have tournaments with their games and stuff. I'm not saying everything Nintendo does is great. But like I've said it a billion times and I'll continue to say it. Nintendo developed games. And Pokemon is not Nintendo developed. People always bring that argument up to me. Nintendo published it. Nintendo had a part in it. But Nintendo did not make Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Or whatever ones that were broken. Uh, Nintendo games just aren't broken. You didn't need a day one patch. No bugs. Uh, especially when you, again, I like Spider-Man 2, but when you compare it to Spider-Man 2 and all the complaints about bugs and stuff, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder just ran great. It's just a classic Nintendo game. They don't release them broken, and they don't release them until they're finished. And this game is just smooth as ice. I And just tip of my cap to them. In an era where more and more games need patches, day one, and there's bugs and crashes and shit all the time, uh, this one ran like a dream. So, well done. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I you know, What I hope... I hope that Super Mario Brothers Wonder ends up... I hope there's some kid out there today playing Super Mario Brothers Wonder and in 20 years, they're like, that was their Super Mario World. You know, like, everybody knows how much I adore Super Mario World. I know I'm not the only one. I know a ton of you do. And it doesn't matter if it's Super Mario World. It doesn't matter if it's Super Mario World, the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, Mario 64, whatever that Mario game is that just made you fall in love with the franchise, this will be that for a bunch of kids. And uh, I'm really excited by that. I can't wait to see what those kids are saying and doing if some of them are game developers and stuff in 20 years. This is, this is a special game. If I played this as a little kid, this game would have blown my fucking mind. 
So I, I really liked that. Uh, Jet Fuel wrote in and said, I love this game. I got sick with strep throat right after it came out. So I stayed home from work and 100%ed it within the first week. I grew up on the 64, so I've only recently played all the classic 2D Mario games to completion, except Yoshi's Island. Fuck that game. Mostly due to this podcast. I, I just, I'm going to cut into your comment. Yoshi's Island's awesome. I like that game. I, it's, I think that's the hardest one to 100% of maybe any Mario game ever. But I like that game. Anyway, back to Jet Fuel's comments. Jet Fuel said, I haven't decided if this beats out Super Mario World for me yet. The Wonder Flower is a wonderful addition, but I wish more levels had secret exits, and I wish they were clearly marked rather than having to 100% a stage and see if you got a check or not. And fuck those for fucking horseshit Mario Maker ass search levels. Everything else is perfect, and I love the difficulty in the bonus worlds. Uh, yeah, those search levels are a little bit annoying. I will say I agree with that. When you beat a level, you feel like you 100%ed it because you got both Wonder Seeds, all three purple coins, and they got the flag. But then you still need to pause it every time and go into the map and look at your level list to see if you got the green check mark. Because if you didn't, that means there was a secret exit in there. And it can be frustrating when you if you didn't notice that. I, minor thing, but I do agree with that, Jet Fuel. Um, I, like I said, I guess if I have... My minor complaint is that the characters all play the same. My major complaint, if you want to call it that, is I, I do feel it was a little short. Uh, I'm not a fan of equating how long a game is to its value. I don't know why people do that when so many gamers complain about open world games being so bloated. But then if a game is 15 hours, you get people being like, that's a ripoff. It was too short. But I, I, I'm not saying it was a ripoff. I, I think the levels have so much variety. I will end up playing this game over and over again. I really hope we get DLC. But I, I could have lived with one more world or a few more of the really tough levels at the end. That's all I was looking for was one more world of, of levels or like instead of two really tough levels at the end, give me like a world full of them. Like, just when you compare it to, like, Mario 3D World, for example, it just felt a little bit on the short side, but not a huge deal. Great fucking game, and give me quality over quantity every fucking, every fucking time. Give me a six-ounce steak that's, like, top cheddar, top cut over, like, 40 ounces of fucking bologna with sear marks on it. I do like bologna, though. Uh, a couple of comments from all of you before I slap a score on this and let you know where it ranks in my Mario games. Dan Harrington said, uh, I'd say this game makes a shortlist for game of the year, but definitely hands down wins the most fun and enjoyable game of the year. I would hear an argument that this is the most fun game of the year. I, I will say, I don't see a way this isn't on my personal shortlist for game of the year. When I say shortlist, I mean probably five finalists. I genuinely can't decide if I think it's going to win it or not. I, I'm really... You'll have to tune into the Blankies in January to find out. I really don't know. But I, I will... I, frankly, I think it's a testament to how good and creative this game is that a 2D Mario game in 2023 in one of the most stacked years of video games we've ever had will be on a nomination list for Game of the Year. Up against, when you look at some of the other games that came out this year, like your Baldur's Gates, your Tears of the Kingdoms, your your Diablo 4s, your Resident Evil 4s, your Starfields, your Spider-Man 2s, your... I know the list goes on and on and on. That a classic 2D platforming Mario game could be in that conversation should say a lot about how good of game this is. Uh, the Angry New Yorker said, I'm enjoying this game so far when it's not frustrating the fuck out of me. I'll probably finish it by the weekend. It's definitely a great game, and it has that Nintendo polish. It is. Polished to like a fucking shine. And Super Swede Joakim. Joakim? Super Swede Joakim? I don't know how to say that. I'm probably saying that wrong. Said, playing this game takes you back to when you were young and you got up early to play Super Mario before your older brother woke up. I can't remember when I played a game with a smile on my face the whole way through. I dare even say that Wonder has dethroned Mario World as my favorite 2D Mario. It's a bold take, Super Swede. Um, that's the question I've been getting from people. Is it your new favorite 2D Mario? As of now, no. As of now, I think it's still Super Mario World for me, but... Keep in mind that Super Mario World and I have been best friends for going on 30-some years. And I have probably played through Super Mario World a hundred times. I have played Super Mario Wonder once. And we go back three weeks. So, two weeks. Whatever. Uh, I'm going to play through it a few more times. I'm going to let it simmer. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. I don't know if I can see it conquering Super Mario World to get my number one spot. I also don't think I can slot it in ahead of Super Mario Odyssey at my number two. But I do 
I think it probably sneaks in as my new number three. I think, and, and I and I don't think that's just because I just played it. Uh, frankly, I think it hurts the game that I haven't played it more or that I don't have any nostalgia for it. Uh, I think I I think my top three Mario games would now be Super Mario World, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I think that would probably be from one to three how I'd rank my three favorite Mario games now. It is easily the best 2D Mario since Super Mario World. It's a return to form for the franchise that I don't know if it ever lost outside of New Super Mario Brothers 2. That fucking game sucks. Uh, it's a great fucking game. If I'm giving it a score out of 10, it's an easy nine. And if it had more... If it had more runway, if I had a few more levels, maybe a couple more difficult levels at the end, uh, I think it it might. If if it had if it had like you know in Super Mario World you go to Star World and then once you beat those five levels, then you get the path up to those eight tough levels to wrap the game up. If it had those eight tough levels instead of what it has, uh, I think it might have gotten close to that perfect ten. But that was my one complaint was I finished it and it left me wanting more, which is a good thing. But I want fucking more, so I hope we get DLC or something. Uh, easy nine. Top three all-time Mario game for me. Really good fucking game. Cannot recommend playing it enough. And uh, just enjoy the ride, man. Don't look up what the Wonder Flowers do in advance. I tried to. I purposely tried to keep that as vague as I could. Just enjoy the ride. It's such a great fucking game. I love Mario. Ah, uh, anyway, that's it for Expansion Pass 185. My new Super or my Super Mario Bros. Wonder review thank you so much for listening everybody game patch tomorrow 24 hour stream friday and saturday hope you can come by next week's expansion pass if i if i beat spider-man 2 in time will be spider-man 2 review that one might be a spoiler cast i rarely do that but i feel like it's similar to god of war ragnarok i don't know how much i can say about it without getting into the story so that one might be a spoiler cast i'll let you know if i'm not ready to review it in time then next week will probably be a look at the games on my backlog i'm going to dive into as soon as my current backlog from hell is empty because we're getting close and that's something we've been talking about for a little while now all right thanks for listening everybody i appreciate it. appreciate you appreciate the support go play some mario wonder and uh what a year from games fuck me i'll talk to you on the next one cheers everybody Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I appreciate it. Again, apologies for the lack of a regular Remember the Game episode this week. We will get back to you next Wednesday. Uh, you know the whole rigmarole. If you liked this episode and you want a whole bunch more of these ad-free, uh, patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Subscription started $3 a month. Blah, 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 blah. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll talk to you all uh, next week. Cheers. 